Okay. Good evening, everybody. Well, good night. It's night time. And um, I was doing a podcast, but I had stopped, so I'm back. And what I wanted to talk about was my relationship with my husband and how we met and all that good stuff. So, I met my husband in rehab. I was pregnant. Um, it was, this was in 2000. Um, I was pregnant. Um, I, uh, I was giving my baby up for adoption. And it was one day they let us walk around the property. So since they let us walk around the property, um, and they let us walk around the property, we ended up walking together. And we weren't supposed to be talking, we weren't supposed to be fraternizing because we just weren't supposed to be doing that. So we uh, got together. And uh, we were talking while we were walking. I told him he seemed nice. And he was nice. And uh, we went walking and then we came back to the rehab. We started talking. A couple days later, I had my baby. Um, I had a scheduled C-section. So, um... That's was what I was uh, waiting. I had my baby, and I went back to the rehab. I had to stay there for two weeks until they put me into a halfway house, which I went to the halfway house, and I was there all of three weeks, if that. While I was in the halfway house, sorry, I'm smoking. While I was in the halfway house, I was talking to uh, my husband. And uh, we were, um, you know, just talking on the phone and, and getting to know each other. And he told me that he had money and that he um, had a Mercedes Benz and all this bullshit. Which I turned out to be, which turned out to be bullshit. So, um, that turned out to be bullshit. And, um, I ended up, uh, staying with him. But, um, he used to, like, we call it jerk girls for their money. He was like a gigolo. I mean, he wasn't having sex with these girls. But he would talk to them. He had to give the gab, and he would get them to give him money and everything else. But see, he didn't get that with me. Like, it wasn't like that with me. Like, you wasn't taking my money. Like, you told me you had money, so why do you need my money? Like, I've never been the type of female to be like, oh, I'm going to give you my money. No. No, I'm not doing that. So, he tried to call me, and he ended up falling in love with me. That's what that was. So... We never, like, had a place. His con was, his thing was, well, we're going to sell my car and we're going to go to Las Vegas. 
and live there. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So we sell his car, we get to Las Vegas, and that's when I find out that he has this gambling problem. I mean, like, this gambling problem is not like your typical gambling problem. Like, he will spend his last dollar to gamble. Like, it is really bad. It is a really bad habit, and I dealt with that. And I was homeless, and I was stuck with needles in the hospital. And I dealt with that for four and a half years. I did that. So, about seven years into our relationship, eight years into our relationship, I met someone. Because my husband, when we, after four and a half years of being together, and we finally, he finally got a job, and we finally stopped being homeless, we went to Orlando. And while we were in Orlando, he was working, and I would stay home with my dogs. He always got me a dog, so so I'd have something to do, he said. So, um, I have my dogs. He's going out with some girl from his job. Come to find out he's cheating on me with this girl at his job. So, about two years later, after we go through that with her and he thought I was sleeping with the guy who I used to go get massages from because I used to get a massage every couple weeks but I wasn't sleeping with the guy he was just my friend and I had told him so much about my life and we had got so close that when me and Scott me and Jason was in California because of his homeless games wanting to gamble and all this bullshit um he sent me money and helped me get back to Orlando. So he thought I was sleeping with him, but I wasn't. So anyways, two years after that, this Mary Murphy character that he was with, fucking around with her, me, that he swore up and down to me that wasn't, he wasn't having sex with me. So when we got away from her and we moved to um, Tampa, we got a place and we started like having sex again so it wasn't the same with me because I knew that he had slept with somebody else as much as he says he did not sleep with somebody else I know that he slept with her so I'm like this once you sleep with somebody else and I know it my body reacts differently my body doesn't want to my body doesn't want to be involved in that type of shit. Like, it really doesn't. I don't want that in my life. I want to be happy. I want to be healthy. I want to be my relationship to be good. And my relationship with him was not good. So when I met Joseph, we were friends. Now, we were all friends, but my husband, all of a sudden, did not want to have sex with me anymore. Now, I don't know if he was sleeping with somebody else, or he just felt like, because I guess his girlfriend had Mary Murphy when he was with her, his excuse for not wanting to have sex with me was because it wasn't important to him. So, I started having sex with Joseph. So, once I started having sex with Joseph, and, like... It was at a time when he, like, didn't want to have sex with me, really. 
So it was like, well, it's not important to you. My excuse to him when he wanted to have sex with me was like, it's not important to me. So like, my husband thinks I'm really stupid, but I'm not. I'm very smart. I know him like the back of my hand. Like I really know him. And I know how he gets down. So when I'm talking to him, And I'm explaining to him that I don't want to be with you no more. What he will do is he will call the police. And first he'll mark his face up. And then he'll call the police and say that I hit him. Which I never hit him. I I never hit him. But he said I did. So the cops have put me in jail. And not him. And I go to jail. And he did that for a while. And I got really tired of it. And then I finally left. Once I finally left him, it was not good because I was still outside. I was homeless. But I was like, you know, I was like, you know, uh, Selling books and magazines. I found these traveling people who help you and they give you a place to stay. But you got to sell books and magazines for them. All this shit. So I'm like, okay, boom. I'll do that. So I was doing that. And that was all right. And, like, I got tired of them because they was, like, not wanting to give me my money. Like, they was really playing with me. Like, they they was really playing with me. They was, like, really playing with me and my money. And I didn't want to hurt the little Indian lady who thought she was black. I didn't really want to hurt her. So, I, you know, I left. And I went back with Jason. Now, when I went back with Jason... He was already messing with somebody else. So when he was messing with somebody else, he still was, like, messing with me. Like, he would give me money. He would make sure I was okay. And I was staying, like, right across the street from them. So every time he saw me, he would give me money or whatever, make sure I was good. But Joseph wasn't doing that because Joseph was messing with somebody else. So... Um, Joseph had got stabbed seven times. This is how Jason found out about us. Joseph had got stabbed seven times. And I went to the hospital. And, and Jason went to the hospital with me. I was crying. I was really upset. Because he had got stabbed. Because I really cared about him. And my husband. He was my husband. Then he was my boyfriend. He could not understand that. He could not understand how I was crying. And how I was going upset having all these feelings for someone like that. But he didn't know that we was fucking. I finally told him. So when I saw him, he was really upset. And then, like, that's when he started, like, calling the police and put me in jail and stuff like that. And I would be in jail for, like, 30 days. I would be in jail for, like, a month or so. And, like, and he would be, like, doing his thing or whatever. Whatever he was doing. 
he wouldn't like send me money or nothing like that but he would always come visit me and stuff like that which I fucking hated because I didn't want him to come visit me and I really disliked him like I really hated this man so finally I wanted to work like he was working for the police and I was like okay and what he would do is he would try to use me. He would, like, get me to introduce him to these guys. And then he would get the guys' numbers. And then he would set them up. And then he would not give me no money. And I was like, no. If you're going to be doing that, I'm going to get paid for my shit. And he was like, well, I make sure you're okay. I make sure you got your weed. I make sure. I didn't want that. I want my money. So we ended up going to, there was a murder for hire that came about and he got signed up with ATF and what he did there was after that they recruited him and they sent us to connect sent him to Connecticut well I ended up going there too because he sent for me meanwhile we were still in the process of getting together we were still broken up but we was in the process of like getting back together so he had not told him the only reason where I would come back is if I'm able to make my own money so, um, he talked to them, and I had a bad record, and they thought I was on drugs, but I wasn't. And he told them, at that time, I had been clean for, like, 10 years, and he was like, yo, she ain't done no drugs in 10 years. I've been with her. I could vouch for her. I ain't never lied to you. Why would I lie to you now? I don't have to lie to you about her. That's my girl. You know, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be getting such and such cases, blah, blah, blah. So... She wants to make her money, and this is the only way I'm going to get her back. So, they was like, okay, they agreed, and they put me on. So, since they put me on, and I'm doing my thing, (coughs) I started making my money. (laughs) <laughs> it was like, <coughs> oh, I had to get my clothes, I had to do this, I had to do that, I had to make sure my weed happened. And so I just like blew through my money. I was like, nigga bitch, buy my son's sneakers, sending him money, stuff like that. So like, like I really did like some good stuff. I took some vacations and stuff like that. But then, you know what I'm saying? After like a few years of working or whatever, stuff like that, we were still not having no sex. Like all this time, we were not having sex. Like I wasn't having sex and he wasn't having sex. We wasn't having sex together. But you know, he liked to masturbate and stuff like that. And then sometimes I would let him eat my pussy. But then I had got to the point where I have got to the point where I didn't want him to even touch me no more. So I haven't had sex with my husband in like, I'll say eight years, nine years now. Because I don't like him. I don't want him touching me. It creeps me out when he touches me. I don't like it. It feels weird. Sorry. <laughs> I took a big, big hit. But yeah. 
that's how I feel, like, and I don't like to feel that way, and, like, I really want to be with someone, like, I really want to find someone, but I'm 48 years old, and I don't want to go through the meeting somebody else and going through that again. Like, I'm really going to start doing my thing. Like, I'm really going to start my business. Like, I'm going back to work soon. And, like, once I get back to work, I'm going to just be saving my money. Because I know I'm going to be making money hand over foot. So, once I start making my money hand over foot again, then I'm starting my business. I have to start my business. I keep procrastinating and putting myself on and see that's the thing why I can't leave because I should have been left this relationship. I should have left this relationship years ago and I know this. And I'm scared. You know why I'm scared? Because that's the type of shit that he do. I will go to jail. He tells me, if you leave me, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to kill myself because I can't handle jail. I'm trying to get him to say it and me to record it, but I can't ever get it on recording. But I have a lot of recordings on my on my iPhone and my notes and and in my voice messages that like you can hear like the type of things that he says to me and he don't know I'll be recording it. But he just says these things and it's just so mean and nasty. And that's what scares me because I know he will do it. He will kill me and then kill himself. Hey, excuse me. Hey, excuse me. I know that he will. And I'm scared. And I, he tells me, oh... If you cheat on me, I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to kill you. And I told him, why should I lose my life because you go crazy? Why should I lose my life because you lose your mind? That's not fair. And he tells me, oh, you only with me because I can take care of you. You're not taking care of me right now. I'm taking care of us. I do the Uber deliveries. He drives me around. We're together 24 hours a day. This is the only time I have it to myself. And I want to use it to vent. And I want to use it to do my podcast. And I want everybody to know (coughs) what I go to. Today, yesterday, he got mad at me because I canceled a delivery. And it was for, and I didn't call to get the three dollars. It's three dollars. You're not gonna sit here and, and, and badger me and try to browbeat me about three dollars. Like he is the type of person. Anything, all he does is criticize. He has nothing positive to say ever to me. He calls me nigger. I'm a piece of shit. But I'm the one who's having to survive right now. It's because of me. And my overeats. Because he's too scared to drive over. Knowing he can make way more money. I show him. 
for surges and everything else. And he refuses to do it because he wants me to do it. He say it's easier to do the deliveries, but it's not. It's easier for you to drive people around. You can make three, he can make $300 in a matter of five hours. It takes me 12 hours to make $300 for obese. Like, <coughs> like, it's crazy. Like, but he tells me, oh, you don't contribute nothing to this relationship. I've always contributed to this relationship. When we was in Las Vegas and he gambled all his money, I saw my pussy to make money so that we could eat, so we could have a, a room. We were stealing sunflower seeds out of the hospital, Valley Hospital in Las Vegas. The, the lunch room was in the basement. We would sneak down there and steal sunflower seeds out of the container off the salad bar. Just so we have something to eat. Because he gave me all the money. I was a big head of weed. But he don't remember that. You know what I'm saying? He don't remember those days. You know, he remember what he wants to remember. And it's not always the truth. Because he's a liar. His truth of the I lie too. I'm not perfect. I ain't even gonna sit here and say that Mary is perfect. I'm not perfect at all. But I don't lie about I don't lie just to lie. I don't say things to make him look bad. I just tell my truth. And then when I tell him that he tells me, oh, I gotta have a baby, that's gonna make my life complete. How? How was that gonna make your life complete? Why did I get married? Why the fuck did I get married? For you to tell me you wanna be with somebody else. I don't say those things to him. I don't tell him, oh, I need to find me a real man. I don't do that. I don't say things like that. Because that's not the type of person that I am. I don't do that. I'm a good person. If I left him, I would not call the police and say, oh, he did this to me, he did that to me. I would never do that to him. But he would do that to me. He would want me in jail. He would want me in the jail just so nobody else can have me or just so I can't be around nobody or be with anyone else. And that's fucked up because it shouldn't be that way. You can't have an amicable breakup with someone who's disrespectful to you and, and who doesn't care. You don't have my well-being at heart. I always have his well-being at heart. After all the things he's been to me, I was put in jail over 11 times for lies that he stated. I've been put in jail 
for lies that he made up and are still with him. He did it to me in Massachusetts. Stole my rings. Stole my North Face. It was freezing in Massachusetts in the middle of winter. He stole my coat. You know, my husband is very evil and devious and he does these nasty things to me. And then people don't believe me or he don't look like that. He is a sociopath. He doesn't want me talking to anybody at all. He doesn't want me talking to anybody. And if I'm with him in the car and I'm playing my game or I'm watching something, you see I'm watching something, you hear it going and you want to just start talking. Why? Because it's, I'm not giving you the attention. You want the attention. You want my attention. That's not fair to me. That's not fair to me at all. That's not fair to anybody. And like, I talk to him and I tell him, oh, we talk about his parents and their marriage. And I try to explain to him, from what it sounds like, your dad wasn't the most, you know what I'm saying, easiest person to live with. Like, he wasn't the easiest person to live with. Just like you're not the easiest person to live with. And he's not. He's not the easiest person to live with. But I try. And sometimes I feel like not trying no more. And then people say, oh, but it's your marriage. Yeah, but it's not your marriage. It's mine. And you don't live in my marriage. You don't live in my marriage. You don't know what I go through. You don't know the things that my husband say to me. You're not with me listening. You don't hear that. You know, I, 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 I can't like just sit there and be like abused. I'm not perfect, but I lash out when I'm tired. Like it's days like he gets mad at me. Oh, we're not going to do. I'm done doing deliveries. Okay, then you can drive people around. I don't care if you don't want to do deliveries. But what you're not going to do. And he'll do it in the middle of a delivery. But what you're not going to do. Is you're not going to fuck up my delivery. We're going to finish this delivery. And then you can shut it off. And do whatever the fuck it is that you want to do. But you're not going to mess up my bread and butter. You know, and, and this that's just the type of person that he is. That's the type of shit that he do. And then when you try to talk to him about it, and try to explain to him that you can't do these things, it's who are you to tell me what I can do? And that's not fair. And that's not right. No, I love my parents. I love his parents. You know? I love him. 
in my own little way. But, you know, I know that, you know what I'm saying, I got to go. Like, I got to get away. Like, I got to start my business. Like, I got to save my money. I got to get my dogs. You know what I'm saying? My dog is sick. I can't even, I don't even have the money to take him to the vet. He's sick. He can't move. He's very ill. And I can't afford to take him to the vet. People act like I don't have no feelings. I don't have no hard times. I do have feelings. I do have hard times. People take advantage of me all the time. And I have so much. My mother raised me to have faith. And I have so much faith in people. And they don't deserve my faith. And, and and that's the part that gets to me because I know these people don't deserve it. But the way that my mother raised me, even though I only had her for 12 years, all the lessons that I learned from her, everything that I learned from her, I know that you just got to believe in people. And I try to be the person that I didn't have when I was growing up. I have a lot of things that I went through in my life. And I wish I could tell it all. I could start from when I was born. I was born addicted to heroin. I was born already. I was already fucking had three strikes. I was black. I was a woman. And I was addicted to drugs. At birth. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know why this soul was picked for me, why this path was picked for me, but I know I fucking have to deal with it. And I'm dealing with it, but it's hard, man. It's not easy. It's not easy when you're strong. And you got to try to be strong. Do you know how much I go through with, like, my kids? Nobody knows my issues that I have with my kids. I have my issues with my kids. You know, I feel a certain way. And it seems like nobody respects what I feel. Like, I don't need to be respected. Why should, why do people feel like I don't need to be respected? Why I don't deserve respect? But I'm supposed to give them respect? Like, come on, like. It's not really cool, man. It's like. 
I don't get it, bro. Niggas disregard what I say. I could say something, bro. And I be dead ass serious and people just think I'm joking. Like, I'm not joking, I'm dead ass serious. No matter how little it is, you want people to respect boundaries, but you don't want to respect their boundaries. I have boundaries too, but I guess I'm not supposed to have boundaries because I'm Kathy, which I don't understand why I'm not supposed to get no respect or because I'm not supposed to have boundaries. Why? Because I'm the black sheep of my family? I'm the black sheep of my family, but I'm the only one alive out of them. Out of all of them, I'm the only one alive. My sister's dead. Both my brothers are dead. I'm the only one here. Where's my respect? I'm the one who they thought was not going to make it. I'm the one who they thought was going to be dead. I'm not, though. I'm the only one here. Everybody else is gone. Everybody else is gone. But me, the one who wasn't going to be nothing, is here. Trying to, still trying to be something. Still trying to make y'all proud and y'all dead. And I'm still trying to make y'all proud. <sighs> Fuck is up with my psyche, right? <laughs> Fuck is wrong with me, right? You want the approval of dead people. <laughs> you know, when my brother was on his deathbed, I said some fucked up shit. And I meant every fucking word of it, too. I meant every fucking word of it. I motherfucking did. Because the way that my brother treated me when my mother died is not how you're supposed to treat nobody. Not your family. Not your motherfucking family. You don't choose nobody else over your family. You don't, you don't tell nobody they're lying when they're talking to you, when you're a child. If I tell you someone's touching on me, you're supposed to believe me. I ain't never lied about no shit. I ain't never said no shit like that before. So why would I say it now if it wasn't true? I have a lot of issues, guys. And I think talking about it will help me work through it and help me build my confidence because I portray a confident person, but I really am not.
like confident. I really ain't. I feel like shit on the inside all the time. I do. I feel like shit on the inside all the time. I really do. And I hate it. And I wish I could change it, but I can't. I just want to be happy and free. But I ain't never going to be free. And I ain't never going to be happy. I know that part. I'm destined to be alone. I'm destined to be just a fucking piece of shit that I am. And I really ain't a piece of shit. That's the crazy part. I'm not a piece of shit. I know I'm a good person. I know I'm too good to everybody. I know I am. But I have to continue to be good because that's how my mother raised me. That's what my mother taught me. You know? That's what my mom taught me. My mom. My mom. I said some shit to her when I was about, say about 10, maybe 10. I said some shit to her. I told her, she asked me what did I want to be when I grew up. And I told her that I want to put drug addicts like you in jail. You don't deserve to have kids at all. You can't, you don't take care of us. You deserve to be in jail. That's what I told my mom. Yep. That's what I said to my mom. I know I heard her. I know I hurt her feelings. I know I hurt her feelings bad. And, um, I really didn't feel bad at the time because I was just a kid and I knew not what I was saying. I didn't know what I was saying. I didn't know at all what I was saying. But I know I heard her. And it still bothers me to this day. And if it still bothers me to this day, I know it bothers her. I have a lot of topics I could talk about. 
a lot of things I did that I shouldn't have done. I know I didn't talk about a whole bunch of shit, but this is me. Like, I have so many things running through my mind, I can't focus on just one thing. I think I'm going to write notes during all, and throughout the day. And that way, at night, when I smoke my last joint, which is when I do my podcast, I think I'm going to change the name of my podcast to The Last Joint. Um, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. I'm going to name my, rename my podcast The Last Joint. Um, it's going to be dope. So, these are the things that run through my mind when I smoke my weed. And this is my time to unwind. And it, and it feels nice to unwind and talk. I like this. I enjoy this a lot. And I'm going to do this again tomorrow while I sat here, guys. I, I braided my dreadlocks. One of them is falling out, and I don't want to lose it. I think it's because I'm not moisturizing my hair. I've just been on the go. I haven't really been taking care of my hair. And the bitch who did my hair, that bitch played in my motherfucking hair. So, um, yeah, that bitch played in my hair. So, um, I have to go and get my hair done. It's going to cost me at least five, $600 to get my hair done. And I got to work on on that. I need to get my dogs and start my business. And I don't know. Hold on. I think I can make this too. Oh, no. It's one good as one. Okay. Well, I'm braiding my dreadlocks because they look like shit. And I need them braided. And when I get upstairs, I'll put my scarf on, and it'll be, what do you call it? They'll be fine. Just need to make sure that I got them all braided. And, uh, they're all braided. Yeah, I got everything. I don't have no loose ones. I can put my scarf this way. I do it like this, too. And then for the, no, I don't need that. This one I needed to do like that. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm talking about my hair. I have one, the first three that I did, they're kind of thin. So I like tie them together. So in the morning when I go out, I have to get me some moisturizing spray. And I have to spray it on there like some rose water. And moisturize my locks because one of my locks is dry and brittle and it's gonna fall off so when I get upstairs I have to put rubber bands at the end of these braids that I did on my locks and um I like my dreads curly anyway I like I like my locks curly I like to wear them really curly so I enjoyed um, venting. Let me warm up a few seconds before I go back upstairs. Um, I just got to put my scarf on when I get upstairs. And that's it. Yeah. But I really... Yeah.
I really need to get away from my husband. I should start a GoFundMe because I need a vehicle. Once I get a vehicle, I'll be good. I'm going to do a GoFundMe. Maybe I'll start a GoFundMe. Hopefully people will donate. I'm going to go on TikTok and ask my friends who on TikTok if they want to help me out. Get me a help me get a car so that I can get away from my husband. That way I can work and make my money on Uber and save all my money. Uber and sleep in my car. Sleep in my fucking car. I want to get a van and turn that shit into a house. That way I can go, because you can do Uber Eats all over the United States. Uber Eats is way more flexible than regular Uber. So, let me go, guys. It was nice talking. I'm glad you guys let me vent. I'm glad you guys listened to me. I love you guys. I love you guys. Thanks.